0: welcome to Sutra Side Talk episode 109. I'm your host Kamran Shushtar, and with me is James Seelig. James do you think people have problems if they are up at 5 30 in the morning playing Sea of Thieves? Uh, I
1: don't know I guess depends on what your usual schedule is. Some people are night owls. Yeah I saw you text me the uh the itinerary for this episode or whatever you want to call it the agenda <laughs> at like 3 30 in the morning and i was like what the fuck what
0: yes <laughs> i was There was nothing happening on the boat we were going to a destination so i had free time to just do that <laughs> in, in between yeah I, we, we started at like midnight i want to say because I, I just finished watching fast six and they're like sea thieves and i'm like dude i honestly thought we were gonna watch this like or play this like three hours earlier <laughs> but sure we'll just do like a mission right mission i don't even know why but it took hours oh my it took God. hours like straight up i was like going to bed at like five o'clock i was like what is happening right now Dude, it was, is, i was so done
1: is Steve thieves is even like fun yet because like i tried yes. playing the beta like a long time ago and i was just like ah, this is so I,
0: I do i want to go through a whole thing i'll just say this like um It's a lot, there's a lot more to do than when it launched. Mm, That's good. Yeah. So I've honestly been, uh, honestly, it's been a great reprieve from Destiny grinding. Mm. Yeah. I would say that, which is something I never thought I would actually say, but there you have it. And of course, this is Sutra Side Talk, our weekly uh, podcast where we talk about game, movie, TV show news, usually select news we'll want to go in depth on with our opinions as well as uh, what we've been watching and playing. And today is Sunday, July 25th. So uh, we got a good amount of news today. I honestly thought we were going to be covering San Diego Comic-Con or I was wondering if we actually were because we knew Comic-Con is happening this week. Uh, I the, the Olympics have started uh, and EA Play Live happened as well, and we're just gonna be talking about EA Play Live. Uh, honestly, there wasn't really anything to talk about from Comic-Con.
1: Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised how much of the EA Play Live thing that I kind of liked.
0: We'll, we'll get, there is actually, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. And, uh, of course, you can engage us. You can send us in, uh, Comments, questions, feedback at searchersidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, if you send us in questions, you might actually even get something if you do, potentially, maybe. But uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions on previous news, new news, or just anything really, uh, we'll definitely answer it unless it's something absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and It'll just be like something we'll do after talking about certain news pieces and whatnot. But uh, James, are you ready to just jump right into the news today? Yep. All right, so we got a couple, honestly it's all from Warner Brothers this week. Mm, like everything okay. is is just from there. First off is actual HBO Max news. So uh this is from the uh Hollywood Reporter uh written by Eaton v- Vlessing and H- Jorg Zalai, Jorg Zalai. So i was having a little bit of trouble there trying to Get those names down. But uh, this is from the WarnerMedia CEO, Jason Killar, which I'm just like, dude, his last name's Killar? I'm just (laughs) trying to (laughs) wrap my round around that. Uh, So he's talking about HBO Max uh, and theaters and stuff. So this is a quote from him. The motion picture format absolutely matters. Uh, He was telling people uh, in a quote and... He said, like, you know, everything about this year so far, you know, HBO Max did this whole 2021 HBO Max theatrical release day and date uh, stuff, which a lot of stuff didn't actually come out in theaters because theaters weren't open. But if they were, you know, they were showing the films that were coming out alongside everything back all the way in March. Uh, I think that was the earliest, which, you know, started with like Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, which was was huge. Massive. And a huge disappointment. I, and yeah, I went to the I went to IMAX first showing and saw it and everything. I, I literally was like, oh God, I've only got one vaccine. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> but I did it anyway. And I, I bought it. Everyone knows I bought out like 90 seats yeah. for it because of the tic tac toe style you could do there. But, uh, they've done multiple movies now and we're at the point now you know they just had in the heights they unfortunately have space jam new legacy right now yeah (laughs) uh next up they have the suicide squad so they're they're still going with these where yeah they're coming out in theaters but they're still on HBO max day and date but they only planned on doing this for 2021 uh 2022 i believe it's supposed to be back normal
1: Eh, that makes sense
0: but uh, sort of uh besides that though uh they're going to produce around 10 movies that will be available exclusively on HBO Max on day one in 2022. Hmm, That's it. So that's all we have, but 10 movies. And, you know, we have word of a Batgirl movie we have word of a Static yeah. Shock movie potentially that those two might just be HBO Max exclusive like Batgirl and Static Shock won't even hit theaters which is also interesting oh. because it's like yo why is it the more diverse characters yeah that would <laughs> not be <interesting>. theaters? <laughs> Um, huh. Huh. but you know it's it's still like how does Batgirl not hit theaters but Birds of Prey hits theaters because I mean I guess Robbie, you know Margot Robbie literally but it's just crazy in terms of like you know in the big popularity of comic book characters like you know Batgirl's one of the most popular characters easily and then Static Shock is honestly I feel, I feel like if people give Static Shock a chance they'll be like oh shit Static Shock's amazing yeah, if they dude. haven't watched if they didn't watch the show dude I loved that show when I was a kid yeah and there's a new comic now and so far it was only I think one issue so far and it's uh, so far I like it it's very art and writing is is really good but. I'm very curious what those 10 movies will be. Obviously, it's not going to be just, you know, stuff for nerds. It's going to be uh, a, probably a whole mix smash of stuff where it's probably dramas, maybe even a freaking rom-com, uh, mystery, thriller, comic book stuff, yeah. everything. Kind
1: of like what all the other subs- uh, subscription services are doing nowadays, just trying to get like a little bit something for everyone to draw as many people in as possible.
0: I'm, I'm just wondering, do you think this will detract from theatrical releases? Like, not saying, like, uh, oh, it's going to have less theater stuff, but I'm saying, like, I mean, uh, less movies will be less time in theaters. I'm just saying, like, if, let's say, they're making 20 movies in theaters and there's 10 movies for HBO Max, uh, do you think if they didn't do that, there'd be more movies coming out in theaters then? Or do you think this does anything to limit the amount of movies they are going to no, put in the theaters
1: I don't think so well I I don't know for sure but it kind of sounds more like how Netflix makes their own movies from time to time now and it, those wouldn't have hit theaters anyway so
0: I, But those are all they they don't have any movies that hit theaters at all really like, well, that's what when I mean. when they do it's, it's a special like, event whereas Warner Brothers this is all the same company
1: Well that's what I mean is like I unless I am misunderstanding this, it seems like HBO is trying to branch out from just being the service where movies go to like the HBO stands for home box office. Like, yeah, I literally forget about that from time to time, but you know, we've seen the massive success of Netflix and Disney plus and shit. Even Apple TV, like, I I just started a six month subscription on Apple TV because of that PlayStation uh, thing. And I've been watching like Ted Lasso and I'm like, holy shit, even Apple has like shit that you got to see on their service. So maybe maybe HBO and Warner Brothers are trying to branch out from just like having HBO be, you know, the service that everyone uses as like a movie reservoir or whatever and have it be something that you have to go to for specific things or
0: whatever. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely see. Um, nothing else really for it. It's just curious to see what's going to come of that. Right. Uh, next up, we got our DC news. And we got two things here. One of which, the first is, dude, backroll casting. Right. Uh, this is from Deadline by Justin Kroll. The... Batgirl will be played by Leslie Grace, which she was only in so far in The Heights. So I still haven't mm. seen that. Yeah, same. Uh, I haven't
1: gotten around to that yet.
0: Uh, I I, mean, I I don't really know. I haven't, I haven't watched it. So I don't know how she is. Uh, she is an up and coming actress, I assume, since these are just immediate roles she's landing. And, you know, sometimes when they have no name actors, actresses, that really goes well in everyone's favor because... You know, those actors, actresses are probably doing their best to prove themselves. You have then potentially more budget to go towards the actual film uh, Mm -hmm. than just, you know, paying famous people to be in the film like they do a lot, which ends up being a lot of the budget for, you know, not so many good reasons. And, uh, you know, it's also going to be, I'm pretty sure, you know, only on HBO Max and stuff. So I'm only thing. James, only thing here. Well, she be redhead. That is, like, the only requirement you have for Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Because if she's not, then literally the only thing that's Barbara Gordon about her is the name.
1: Yeah, I mean, she could do the thing, like, Kate Kane does and wear, like... A red wig, I guess, as part of the costume. But
0: those are like different reds. Though. That's the thing, yeah, for sure. Like Kate Kane is like red, but yeah. you know, it's like when they say redheads, you know, you look at their hair and it's like orange, but it's like yeah. redheads. No, that's uh, that's
1: fair. And yeah, like Barbara Gordon is a very iconic, very important character in Batman. Has yeah. been for a very, very long time. So. It, like, I'm, I'm fine with them taking a little bit of artistic license with the character, but it's one of those things where, like, if you if you change too much, people are going to get, like, mad.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it also, I'm not going to lie, it does seem like it does contribute to the death of redheads in film, um, uh, where they've actively, like, it's something I just noticed, where uh, redheads are actively being removed from just film in general, it feels like. Yeah. I had Have a
1: a co-worker at one point point out that like he thought it was weird that they were trying to make zendaya, zendaya? uh the new mj in, yeah uh, and i was like i don't have a problem with it like, but she's not a redhead or anything she doesn't look anything like the character in the comics i was like well, okay i don't know i feel like it's oh no she-
0: they they know very well that if they didn't name her MJ and actually called her Mary Jane, there would have been much oh, a much bigger uproar. They literally went, it's a little loophole that people will get less angry about easily. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, you know, obviously I'm someone of color and I always enjoy seeing more people of color on the big sure. screen. I'm just literally stating a fact it's not even an opinion it's a fact that redheads are just like all all um existing redhead characters from like licenses especially comic books are just all being replaced and it's very interesting <laughs> seeing it happen like at first i thought it was i didn't notice and then i started looking at it and i'm like making a list of it and i'm like all right Batwoman, woman girl now jimmy olsen uh freaking star <laughs> Starfire. <laughs> Oh my god! Which is you're right. The most ridiculous one. It's like literally, that's an orange
1: alien. How do you mess up an orange alien? Dude, the only redhead I can think of from comics that's gonna be in film anytime soon is freaking Cletus Cassidy, <laughs> Carnage, and that's oh like a terrible god. wig.
0: Oh my god! You're right. One. Yeah. One out of every. Even now, Red Sonya isn't potentially gonna be a redhead, and I'm just like, what? Uh. Red her name is red <laughs> that's super weird <laughs> and i'm just i i it's it's just uh, ariel hell yeah like everyone from little mermaid dude like yeah everyone's... if they
1: if if disney does a live action uh like remake of no, little they mermaid
0: are. oh my god they are yeah what yeah you know that no apparently <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the, honestly, mean looking at their live-action track record, it's very hit-or-miss anyway. Yeah, so. I,
1: don't, I don't think I've enjoyed a single one. I haven't seen
0: all of them. All I like Jungle Book.
1: I have Jungle heard Book good things cool. about Jungle Book. I probably Jungle, Books, have Jungle,
0: on, so. Jungle Book's good. Okay. Uh, Lion King and Aladdin are probably on the lower end. Though, <laughs> like, Lion King
1: was, like, fine, but when you put it up against the original, you're like, no, I want the original. It's so much yeah, better. <laughs> just give me
0: the original, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... I, I just think it's very interesting that this is happening, and i i'm like kind of thinking one of two things one is is there actually like there is there a lack of redheaded actors and actresses or did they go oh what's the most noticeable white like i'm just actually asking a question here like i'm just very curious (laughs) hey sorry about that guys there was a weird uh instance where my recording stopped luckily it was only like i think we lost maybe like five minutes or so of my audio. I think it was like fifteen minutes. It was fifteen. My, my timer was. Oh shit. My timer was at like half an hour. Basically. Oh man. Okay. That was all. <laughs> oh my god. Well, okay. We'll cut that a little bit shorter than anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. we talked about
1: that DC stuff for a while.
0: Yeah, we did. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about. Sorry about that. Uh, going back to what we were saying, uh, I had to free up a lot of space though. Uh, with like diversity in comics, uh, we were saying like uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, there are, you know, a lot of the more You know, it's made very white In comics, at least because they, When they were first created, they were all pretty white And then there's yeah. a good amount of black characters They're definitely vastly Outweighed by the amount of white characters But there's still at least enough where it'd be like If you combine probably all uh, Asian, brown, and Any other characters uh, of minority They would still probably be less Than at least the amount of black characters there are So there is a lot of original content there to choose from than going in a different direction of being like oh this you know this white character can be a different color and stuff it's like no these there's enough there to exist and whatnot but uh you know that's with Batgirl moving towards where I think because you know I don't like I've said it before and I've never really been one for changing a character's uh just like race and gender too much just because I always thought it was lazy and that means they lack faith in existing characters uh, of color and gender that they could always utilize and really make stronger because it just means, yeah, they don't have the faith and love they can put into those characters that they really could. They don't respect uh, the true, like, movements or at least, like, hurdles people are trying to go through to make these things be more, like, accepted. If that makes sense. And I always will continue to think that, especially as someone that's like Iranian. I'm not going to get anything that's Iranian or Persian. Like the best I get is Legends of Tomorrow. And besides that, like, I'm not going like, yo, let's go make freaking Batman an Iranian dude. I'm like, nah, just can you you make me a new original character that's Iranian? Like that'd be pretty dope. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's that. The other DC news, though, is with Val Zod, James, which you know we've talked about the Black Superman stuff and and you guys can hear it in previous uh, episodes and whatnot, but it's basically a giant disrespect to both yeah. uh, both the existing Black Superman, uh, Val Zod and Henry Cal, not, uh, Val Zod and Calvin Ellis, who's President Superman and yeah. like actually a big multiversal Superman character.
1: Uh, that's the thing. Like, I think when we talked about the, the Black Superman story in the previous in a previous episode, it was that, like, why try to race swap Kal-El specifically to be a Black character when you literally already have interesting, char- like, Black characters that are Black Superman that, like, that's not their defining character, but they just happen to be Black. And you could just, you could use them. And you're just like, hmm. We don't think anyone will care about those. So we'll just go with calal
0: Yeah. But luckily for us, Michael B. Jordan is changing all of that. And he is our potentially new Val Zod. So this comes from a Collider article uh, by Jeff Snyder. He and his production company, Outlier Society, are for HBO Max making potentially a Val Zod uh, either movie or series. And he might star as Val Zod in it, which you know, perfection. Honestly, that's dude, that just, it makes so much sense. I'm seriously down to watch that for sure. Yeah. This is something I would definitely love. And this is something I'm already like, yo, so give me, give me this. This is what I want. And it definitely, you know, it goes into the whole multiverse we've been seeing anyway, that DC can do considering like DC created the multiverse way back when. Mm. And this is easily like, making things not confusing or anything like that where they're like i'll restart the universe and all this other shit like you have things like joker wa- with joaquin phoenix the batman um potentially this and uh that other black superman movie i guess uh to yeah, whatever that is <laughs> they, they, they don't, if we have this we don't need that one you know, this is what i actually wanted we don't need the, the other one and like th- these are things that can exist alongside everything else it's like basically the main like let's say what we'd call either earth zero or earth prime where it's like that main continuity of stuff but then you have all these maybe one shot or other series of movies and shows that take place like you've seen cw they did the crisis they did alternate earths and stuff so they literally
1: had a moment in that where the barry allen from the berlanti verse met barry allen from the snyder verse and they were just like wait what huh how's it going <laughs> yeah and dude, like my favorite moment of that was when they were just like oh sorry i didn't introduce myself i'm barry allen <laughs> and they both say barry allen at the same time and they're like what how is it possible
0: dude that that was so good that was that was that was amazing that's that that's what i want to see i want to see you know what this is what i want i want henry cavill superman to meet michael b jordan valzana i'll be like hello oh, That'd be cool this stands for hope i know <laughs> actually no valzad doesn't have the or does he i can't remember if Val, i think he still uses the s he doesn't use the Z. I think he uses an s because it's like in that earth uh superman's uh clark can't the the trinity batman superman wonder woman are all dead so uh i believe in uh a new trinity rises up by the way but i think valzad like in memory of superman basically uses his s instead of like the z uh, just because interesting in the regular continuity zod is like you know it's zod you know yeah <laughs> so
1: he's like a major villain for
0: superman yeah so this zod yeah. is a good zod and i think the only good zod actually even though i think recently zod's been changed to not be bad anymore or she he's like neutral but hmm. yeah right. uh I'm very excited either way. If it's a series, dope. That means we get multiple hours of this, probably like six hours at the very least. If it's a movie, we get a motion picture Val Zod movie. I'm good either way. i um, just excited to see like Michael B. Jordan in this because that means we get Michael B. Jordan in the DC Universe now. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be really awesome. Uh, he's just like an amazing actor and I would love to see him in one of these movies yes exactly exactly and it, it, what I like about this too is if he has you know full control on this and I honestly I, I can't remember I feel like he's not necessarily like a big nerd but like I feel like he has gotten into comics and stuff and if he knows about Valzad. I feel like he knows about, like, he maybe has read the Earth 2 comics, where that took place in. So he has at least something to draw from. Like, he doesn't need to necessarily do a full thing of, like, that character, considering that's a... He's not like the... He's a character in that book, because it's like a team book. So Michael B. Jordan can take more creative approaches that are, like, original, if he really wants to. And I'm sure he is, because, you know, it's Michael B. Jordan so yeah. definitely excited for that uh but yeah guys come on just t- t- have some faith and use the existing characters you got or make some new ones you don't need to <laughs> do what we've been saying please yeah uh with that said i think we're good on the movie tv show news James. let's move on to our gimme news and the first one is honestly rather serious and yeah uh yeah i'll pitch it back to you for this
1: Yeah, so I have mentioned on the show previously that I have been doing a sort of like not necessarily advocating for people to boycott Blizzard themselves, but just saying that I personally don't feel comfortable supporting them as a company just because there keeps being like new news stories of them being just a shitty company in general, like, you know, laying off people for, you know, end of year profit margins and stuff like that. And just the whole Blitzchung thing was really where, where this started. I haven't really been able to bring myself to play a Blizzard game in a while. And just because I don't think they're, even if I own the game, I just don't think they're worth my time. So now it's just like even worse because at this point, the state of California, this is not a personal suit. The state of California is suing the company Activision Blizzard for apparently like having a overly toxic bro culture going on in there. And this like it ranges from just like weird, like why would you do that kind of stuff, to holy shit, I can't believe this is like how is this company even still functioning at this point? Like like how have they not been taken down sooner, basically? Yeah. Like the the more like I don't wanna say trivial, but like lighthearted not even like the the like lesser allegations are things like male supervisors delegating their uh their workload onto specifically female underlings so they can just like blow off work and play like call of duty or something all day which that's just like yo why would you do that that just seems like a petty shitty thing to do and then like for me the worst allegations are Apparently, a female employee of Activision Blizzard killed herself because she, well, supposedly partly because she was having, like, a sexual relationship with one of her supervisors, but also she had been, like, harassed by having nudes of her, like, in uh, passed around the office, which, like, how does that even happen? And how how are, like, the people involved with that not immediately fired? Yeah. I don't understand this and like and she killed herself like there should be criminal charges for this like i don't understand how this goes on this long and uh to I, in my opinion to make matters worse the ceo of blizzard jay allen brack who was the guy way back during the blitzchung thing that got up at, at uh blizzcon and had that like non-apology of like we're so sorry we made a mistake but we're not going to, like, admit what the mistake was or who we wronged or, or like, what we're going to do to fix the problem. We're just going to say we're sorry over and over again. We're hope sorry. You, hope you Yeah, and just to hope you forget. And, like, that's the thing. I make that South Park joke at, almost every time I talk about it because that's how it
0: felt to me. That's it's how.
1: Like, ho- hollow words.
0: Yeah, there's no emotion about There's no, like, it's not like when PG&E blew up something by accident. Remember that? Yeah. And the CEO yeah. literally they couldn't pay for the people. So he took his own credit card and started paying for everyone's repairs and shit or whatever. I forget. He paid for like everyone's lodging or something. Yeah.
1: And so like J. Allen Brax put out like an email to the company apparently after this saying like, oh my God, I I had no idea that this was happening. If this is all true, this is terrible. I'm going to schedule like, you know, personal meetings with a bunch of people around the company to get their personal opinion and their views on what's going on. And it just kind of all rings hollow to me because I don't trust that guy at this point. And even worse, like their legal, uh, their lawyer apparently just put out a statement saying stuff essentially like this is all bullshit. This is like unfounded allegations that are stemming from like our uh, toxic culture from 10 years ago. That's not a thing anymore. We swear and uh guys keep it down we swear it's fine keep it down don't let them know yeah and he literally said stuff like the state of california like rushed this lawsuit to just like i don't know do this like personal vendetta against us i don't know personal vendetta what why
0: was it was someone in the california government banned from wow is that what they think
1: (sighs) i don't know but it's just like it's just another reason why I just can't bring myself to support Blizzard, let alone, like, the whole company, Activision, Blizzard. Like, I might not be able to get the next Call of Duty next year, really. Because, <laughs> like, and granted, I've never played Warzone, but I maybe I won't ha- be able to bring myself to play that ever. I, I point, keep forgetting, like,
0: too. I've just, I've been trying to freaking unlock certain things. I still want Modern Warfare. But anyway, yeah. yeah no, I... It's just, like, so these companies don't seem
1: to ever... Make changes unless they absolutely need to, and generally, that's only if, like, if they are financially punished by either being fined by the state or whatever for you know, however, this lawsuit's going to go, or if the people buying their games and supporting them literally are just like, No more, you know, if you don't make ch- changes, if you don't make me feel like you actually understand why this is wrong, then. I can't support you anymore. And that's, so that's the thing for me. That doesn't really change anything. Cause I've felt like that for a while anyway. And, and that was just for like them screwing over Blitzchung and just immediately being like, Oh no, how, how will China feel about this guy's random statement about freeing Hong Kong? We better preemptively just like punish him and, uh, you know, ban him from future tournaments and stuff for at least like a year. But this is so much worse. Yeah. Like, I like, like I am. You know, this is gonna sound really like San Francisco pandery, but I am a a, a cis white dude. Like I, I do not that. have, <laughs> I know, right? Like <laughs> I do not have the context of what it's like to be to not a, not only to work in this industry specifically, but to work in this industry as a female. And it just for certain companies. And, like, especially at least for this, uh like, Activision Blizzard, it sounds like it's a nightmare. And, like, for someone to feel like they're so, you know, out of options in their workplace that they literally kill themselves, like, I can't even imagine, like, the despair that that would feel like. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it, I just, I really hope that Activision Blizzard actually gets what's coming to them at this point because this, this is like, this should be the last draw.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's even been freaking sit-ins and WoW and I believe Diablo as well. Yeah. And it's something where when you see a CEO or a big executive come in and just do some bullshit apology, and I guess it brings up that question, like, how do you address it? Then how do you do it without looking like a, a fucking, like that? And yeah. my thought would be, literally don't even like yeah say you're sorry maybe but like for o- just say once and then you say this is what we're going to do to f-. you don't, you don't want to hear we're sorry we'll do better you want to hear actual solutions of this is what yeah. we're going to do especially if it's going to be something like this like what i would say is oh bring in third parties and say uh we're bringing in third parties to uh basically check all of us not just like yeah. lower forms but i mean all of us basically we're bringing in it's basically we're calling the cops on ourselves and yeah, letting them like investigate you, all of us, whether it's from the bottom all the way to the top.
1: Yeah. Like you can't have the HR department be like by the company itself because those kinds of HR departments seem to always just try to protect the company that they are a part of. Yeah. That's why you generally like it's a good idea to have like external HR services. This is actually where I guess
0: I don't want to it's it's a whole messy thing, but this is where honestly, union would probably be useful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So,
1: yeah, I mean, like, one of the things that, like, there was, I don't remember the guy's name, but there there was a higher up at uh, Activision Blizzard that was called out specifically in this, uh, like, lawsuit for being, like, one of the main perpetrators of just, like, this toxic bro culture and to the point where he would just, like, straight up try to hit on female employees all the time jesus christ and his his office was apparently jokingly referred to as the crosby suite which was like a like a is weird a- joke misspelling
0: of yeah it was supposed okay. to be a reference to cosby
1: who is like a known
0: rapist so that's that's just not that's in yeah
1: and that's why, like, apparently, that's one of the things that you, know, you mentioned with the World of Warcraft sit-ins was like, there is a character in World of Warcraft in like, I guess, I think the Alliance Stronghold that is designed after that guy, and that and people have been like petitioning uh, Blizzard to just like remove that character entirely, and like people from the Horde are actually go- making uh, raids on the Alliance to just like kill that specific NPC. Holy shit! And, so, like, yeah, just at the very least, fire that guy. Like, sh- give us some token, like, move to show us that you actually understand how serious these allegations are and how much evidence there is against it and actually just, like, do something. Get rid of the toxic people, please, at the very least. Yeah.
0: And it's, there. you know, there's some bullshit people will probably say. it's Well, you know, that's a product of their time. They're blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well are they in that time still just like anything else in this world you have to adapt so there's still no excuse for these types of behaviors and fucking basically thought processes and just culture that you're emanating from yourself
1: like like i'm i'm one of those people where like crunch culture and this is a separate uh, subject but like crunch culture is bad when it gets re- like really really insane crunch but like i understand how like oh you have to ship a product and you're running out of time like i understand putting it in overtime because that happens sometimes but like also sometimes to an unhealthy degree They're very well, unhealthy this degree. is They're like
0: basically like you'll know, fuck your family fucking your newborns i just yeah you know that that's where it make gets the game. too much yeah
1: but like when it comes to like literally dudes doing like pub crawl type things from Cubicle the cubicle and like harassing all the female employees because they they feel like they can just hit on whoever they want at any time like that's wait not did they necessary. actually is that a thing that's apparently a thing what <laughs> the f-
0: how do you even do
1: that <laughs> yeah uh, so it's like and that's the thing it's like that doesn't help get the projects done faster like that doesn't help anyone i don't understand guys i don't
0: know why we're not as far as we should be I was busy drinking and talking to mary over there (laughs) it's like jesus christ man like yeah christ
1: yeah but um yeah activision blizzard get your shit together and don't be such shits
0: yeah and it's like uh, i think bungie at least is saying like there's no room for this shit we're obviously not perfect but you know we make sure it's a safe place. To, if someone has an issue, they can come and say yeah. something. And
1: I really appreciated Bungie making that statement saying like, y- and even acknowledging that like, yeah, we're not perfect, but we try to at least listen to when people come forward with sexual assault allegations and like harassment allegations and stuff. And we try to help and make that better.
0: Yeah. It, it, it helps that I think like their CEOs are, have been like protesters in the past. So It's like a very protest yeah. culture there. <laughs> so of course it's going to be a much different ideal than, uh, what's down in SoCal and whatnot. Uh, yeah. With that said, uh, yeah, man. And it's like, you know, when it comes to see these situations, you have to decide for yourself if you want to do something about it, what you think is right for you, whether it is boycotting right. things, not purchasing it, speaking with your wallet, or looking at something else where you're like, oh, I can help out another way. I'm not sure what those ways are just because, you know, there's so many different fucked up things in this fucking world. So my focus has always been more environmental and somewhat civil rights, of course. But it's definitely something if you do want to look more into that. I'm sure there's very big areas you can jump into to help out, if anything. But uh, with that said, James, are you ready to, I guess, be less serious? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right next up we have news on uh actual games and not the the cultures within the game development but uh which i'm not necessarily saying it's good news <laughs> for all of them but uh first off is um ubisoft news with a new tom clancy game starting and a new to- and another tom clancy game ending and uh i guess first things first uh we have a new tom clancy game called x defiant tom clancy's x defiant and it's a first person free-to-play shooter where it combines basically all existing tom clancy properties into like a multiplayer arena style game yeah
1: it's it's, i don't know i guess that aspect of it's kind of interesting that it's not just like a a generic i mean it, it does look like a generic shooter i'll give it that but like that they're pulling characters from their different like shooter series is kind of interesting i guess
0: yeah they're there to make factions so like let's say you're a splinter cell fan uh there's a i believe it's called e- echelon like echelon yeah i
1: think they they've got like echelon from from splinter cell they've got like the outcasts from and, division and i think there was one other group from but the there's division, other ones right? yeah basically you're gonna see yeah.
0: factions from rainbow six from ghost recon division Wolves Splinter yeah, Cell, the wolves from, uh... oh, Ghost Recon, yeah, yeah. That's the one. So, uh, you have all these different. So, Splinter Cell fans specifically rejoice! You know, you wanted your Splinter Cell game, now you can go play as the Shellon faction in uh, Extify. This is everything you wanted, yeah. right? This is uh, you, you know, know how Splinter you Cell know game? how
1: you've wanted just another Splinter Cell game. Well, we put Splinter Cell in another game.
0: And play there that. There you go. We did it again. We we <laughs> it's like a fish on your uh... chest. Oh my god, but. It's, uh so looking at the website post from, like this is from X-Defy, like on Ubisoft's site. It's a uh, 6v6 arena battles, objective, objective-based game modes like Team Deathmatch, Domination, Escort, etc. And it's being made by Ubisoft San Francisco, which, you know, right here. And I'm just like, I don't even, honestly, I always thought they were more of like a publishing front. I know they were actually full development, but hmm. it's just, it's just weird. I think, for a few reasons. One, a reason you brought up. But two, all right, we have Rainbow Six Siege. Constant service multiplayer game right now. Tactical, team-based. And it's
1: popular. Like, it's got a huge, well, I don't know, but a huge uh, player pool. But, like, it's got a very dedicated player base.
0: Yeah. We have Ghost Recon Breakpoint, a co-op game that is multiplayer. Co-op-based multiplayer. Mm -hmm. You have The Division 2 which is mostly co-op based multiplayer with PVP in it as well. And you have the division heartland coming, which is a free to play division game. Yeah. Which we still haven't seen free to play shooter. And so how many games is that James is like four, four different Tom Clancy shooters currently that are multiplayer oriented. Mm -hmm. And now you have this as well, making it five. That's... Oh, did you
1: mention quarantine too? <laughs>
0: and number six, fucking core. God damn it.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Right. It's not quarantine anymore because that word's like, I don't
0: know, touchy now. It, yeah, it's remember six extraction. Extraction. That's, <sighs> the, that's not. That's the third. That's the third name for it, James. The third name. I forget what the second is name it? is. Oh my god. It was like outbreaker. <laughs> I, I forget. But it's just weird that they're doubling down on all these shooters and you know look at their what was their um battle rail called like uh free oh, free or something hyper-scape? hyperscape yeah that that didn't do well like they're just they're, they're over saturating i think with shooters right now like yeah. there's too many different shooters you don't need that many and this one one's why they slapped them all together and made one good one yeah know. and james you said something <laughs> earlier uh, about this as well yeah,
1: it, so it's been weirding me out for a while that Ubisoft keeps making new Tom Clancy games that, to me, don't feel like they would be something that Tom Clancy would have written about or even made up, like, because he was a writer. He wrote, like, very well-known, like, kind of spy espionage books and stuff like the that. The
0: Jack Ryan novels. uh Like, yeah. if you guys think of The Hunt for the Red October with, uh, what's this Alec Baldwin or Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games with Harrison Ford, that new Michael B. Jordan movie that came out. All of that yeah. is, some of all fears with Ben Affleck, all of that are movies based on his books.
1: Yeah, and it's like, he, so Tom Clancy properties tend to have a very specific feel to them. And that's why, you know, Splinter Cell felt like a Tom Clancy game. It And like the original uh, Rainbow Six games and maybe, maybe even Siege to an extent because it is still a very tactical, like, you know, you got to think about what you're doing the characters don't look
0: you look at the characters and you're like that that, would not be in a Tom Clancy book." but the gameplay
1: though is like you could still justify (laughs) that as like oh Tom Clancy would have been interested in this kind of like you know plan out your attack and and execute it and stuff like that but then there's stuff like Ghost Recon like Wildlands or whatever which doesn't really feel like necessarily a uh, Tom Clancy game and then like I don't know it just feels like to me, Ubisoft is milking the the fact that they could just they have the rights to the Tom Clancy name, and they're just putting it onto a game every once in a while and going like people will buy it because it's a Tom Clancy game because we say so, uh, and specifically for the tone for this shooter that they've shown off is like they describe it as some sort of like punk rock, yeah, like a punk rock thing, and it's just like that's really weird and none of that sound like in. Even that they're pulling characters and factions from other Tom Clancy games that they've already established, it still feels like it's this one is not like a real Tom Clancy property or it shouldn't be. But they're still going they're still slapping that name on there.
0: Yeah, they're basically over milking where they're like, oh, you like this stuff. Because they I bet they think that it wouldn't succeed if it didn't have the name and it didn't have these existing things like Echelon and whatnot. But It used to be a huge thing when a new Tom Clancy game was announced, and now it's just like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. And it said, you know, Tom Clancy passed away, but it's also like For sure. Notice I don't want to say it this way, but I have to. Notice how after he passes away, these more i would say ridiculous things start coming out uh that they feel like i guess they can get away with since he's not on this world anymore
1: dude extraction deals with like an alien invasion it's like i don't know if you would answer that
0: (laughs) yeah so and it's like i get it there's probably an estate they work with but still it's not him yeah and it's not the same and as someone that actually used to read a couple of his books like i really like red storm rising which was never made into a movie or anything it's like world war three and it's freaking insane i loved it um the, the, it just feels weird seeing all this stuff And you know I'm I'm not gonna lie like I'm a fan of The Division at least And I'm probably gonna play yeah. Heartland Probably But like Other stuff like Rimbus Six Siege Just feel like I feel like Rimbus Six Patriot Would have been something like interesting that he did That uh, yeah. where it actually had a story but you know Ubisoft has in, Have been going in a direction where They care less and less about single player They care less and less about story they're more into service, or more into macro transactions, are more into multiplayer. Uh, They've been
1: doing that for Assassin's Creed now. Yes, yeah, like.
0: they were more into big fat stuff, and it's just like it—it's—it hasn't been. It went from a weird time because you know, like EA was catching a lot of flack. Activision Blizzard previously was catching a lot of flack. It felt like, and then you, THQ closed. You know, Ubisoft was like the nice little haven place. It was like, yo, this is where everything feels good, and like now it's. Activision plays is still in a place but uh yeah like ubisoft isn't besides avatar or like the idea of avatar that. like i like honestly the stuff from like massive and red storm like the division and avatar stuff i i don't really have much of as much interest in these games anymore like in their properties and stuff like they they're starting to just get way too servicey way too microtransaction-y stuff yeah. like that even freaking Assassin's Creed Odyssey like it was good but it wasn't like Assassin's Creed and I didn't like that I had to pay for resources otherwise grind my life away and to get resources and things like that like it got way too ridiculous in that sense and to the point where Valhalla is out and I'm caught up practically I don't have any drive to go immediately play it right now even though I have it and yeah i own that game like i got it uh
1: because when i got my series x it was it with a GameStop bundle and that was one of the two games bundled
0: in and i still haven't played it <laughs> like it's just uh, yeah i'm not really fond of the direction they're going in and they, they've done weird like oh we're gonna announce stuff and never show it again <laughs> beyond good legal 2 uh yeah. which was fucking hilarious that they're like hey, also it turns out it exists
1: there's like there's like reports coming out that uh the reason why we haven't seen Skull and Bones in a while is, like, that's going through, like, a terrible development hell.
0: Uh, yeah, it's finally reaching alpha. And I'm like, dude, that game's been in development oh for, like, God. eight years. Are you kidding? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, good luck with that. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not i am not looking know. forward to stuff. And
1: Yeah, x Defy it might be fun, but it's just, like, I don't know. Maybe
0: since it's free to play, I might give it a try. But I don't think I'm not. I don't think I I'm have time. Like, yeah, it, there's so many other multiplayer games other for thing. me to play. I don't want to use my time on that one. So yeah, that's very true. That's that's just how I feel. And at the same time, their uh, other multiplayer game is ending, which was Elite Squad, which I think was a mobile oh, game. Yeah. That was their basically. It's the same thing. Uh It's a game where you could choose all these different Tom Clancy properties and put them together. And they're like, look, Sam Fisher's in here, too, I'm pretty sure. And it says uh, Elite Squad will be shutting down. Or... Yeah, they'll shut down servers on October 4th of this year. And they just sent out their last update for the game.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think that's the game that had that terrible trailer that, like, basically tried to make it seem like there is... Like a cabal out there trying to overthrow the the world governments, and it basically made it seem like, yeah, the leftists are out to get to uh, get it's you. It's Tom Clancy's like, Fortnite, kind of. It, the, it, it when was.
0: you look at the the animation style, they they do a very oh, Fortnite tone. Yeah, 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 it's that yeah. which i have f- fucking so tired of. Like the Fortnite the funny thing animation,
1: was the, the the like symbol that they used for the bad guys in that game was like the black power fist. <laughs> it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. What, Ubisoft,
0: you had to know what you were doing there, right? Saudi, we're from Europe. I yeah. was <laughs> like, god damn it. Uh, How did the so Europeans weird. get the American author from the American military? <laughs> uh, oh my god. Or Canadians. I don't know if they're French or Canadian. I always forget. But yeah, it's just, yeah. god. I
1: also, literally, I don't think I knew that uh, Elite Squad was even out. Like, I remember them talking about it, but I don't remember. Granted, I don't do mobile games all that often, so maybe that's why I wasn't really, clu- yeah, I don't... really clued in to when this was coming out.
0: Yeah, exactly. But enough of uh, that fun stuff. Moving towards, uh, I guess, better news. We got a uh, more of a reveal for Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, the island. island stuff. Dude, so there's a Mongolian sorceress woman that's, like, conquering the island, and there's, like, actual kind of magic stuff. And... Yeah. Uh, Jin goes over by boat, and then the boat, like, crashes, and you're like, what the, What happened to the horse? <laughs> like... It... I, I think... It just kind of confirms it takes place after the first game completely, I think, right?
1: I don't know. That's... It's super weird, because they, they say that you can... Access it. Access this from, like, chapter two on or something like that, Yeah, so
0: it's i don't know but why would he leave yeah and then come back it like it doesn't seems... make any sense i think i think i hope it takes place after because that would make him i feel like that would make more sense to me
1: yeah we'll see i i just really like the idea that like the people that he's gonna meet on this island are like pirates and thieves and stuff like that so this is like so tsushima is a very civilized looking place you know it's mostly you know ha- uh maintained by like farmers and
0: in small villages but still ruled Jewish basically like stuff. the shogun's hand still extends over it
1: yeah and like there's uh what was it imugi bay that like that was where all the the thieves and brigands like kind of coalesced there but it was like one small part of the island yeah but this is like this island Iki island is like this is the domain of the lawless and yeah, i just think that that's like super
0: interesting like the mainland has no control over this place so it also sounds like it sounds like the people there aren't going to be really you're not going to have farmers and whatnot there and if they are they're basically yeah. working under like whichever practically like a crime lord <laughs> yeah so, dude
1: i like there's there was one line in the trailer where some guy you know comes up on um Jin and it's just like a samurai what is the samurai doing here?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, you, you know where you are, right? Yeah. So, this is really cool. And I, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, definitely check out the trailer. There's a very, they're like, you know, they like, they like tall women. Let's give them a tall Mongol <laughs> woman. So, uh, I'm curious to see all the new allies. I think uh, if I saw correctly, at least one character will join us there.
1: Yeah, they mentioned I think there's going to be like, yeah, Yuna looks like she's gonna be there. I don't know how or why, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm very excited. I I kind of like don't want to be spoiled by this yet. Yeah. So
0: yeah, no, yeah. it's gonna be so dope. And I'm I'm still debating. I'm like, do I, wanna, do I wanna do New Game Plus and do it in there? But that means I gotta play the full game again. Or do I just play it right off the bat and just do it? It's I'm so I'm, I'm so torn on what I want to do. But it's just it, everything about it i'm just excited because th- this th- i love this game so much goes to tsushima is so fucking dope and getting Ikki island uh just gets me excited and i'm sure Ikki island people just like you know tsushima has like a full-on sucker punch collaboration thing for their tourist website of being like come visit tsushima now look there's a game about us <laughs> uh yeah. watch Ikki Island be like oh shit we're next guys come on yeah. <laughs> we made it boys we made it and james I thought it was just monkeys, but you can also pick cats and deer. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, nice. This is gonna <laughs> be dope. So I'm really I'm really pumped for that. But I, I really just want to see that little monkey. I'm like, oh look at a monkey. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh yeah, that's that's really it. You know, don't forget, this comes out at end of August, so you got time. We got like a month yeah. uh to do whatever you need to before this comes out, which yes, that's basically it's like James, I got, I got so much to do before this comes out, then Deathloop, and then the uh, Director's Cup yeah. for Death Stranding because I still have to basically play that entire game. So oh, my God. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. All right. Last thing for news, James. EA Play Live. It came. Yeah. And it was 40 minutes long, and they did something I did not expect. And I was... Because, okay, you know, they said we're going to have all these um events beforehand and I thought oh these should potentially then uh make it so there won't be any fluff in this it'll just be full on like uh talk of the games and maybe they'll if it's like showing shooters and sports stuff that means we're going to get a lot and it they went uh when they showed the battlefield uh apex stuff they were it was just around about it was like a roundtable discussion stuff. And I was like, "Oh, th- what? Oh, they're, they're not really revealing anything. It's more like just talking about stuff. And I figured, because I'm not going to watch the sports ones. I'm not, I didn't watch Madden. I didn't watch uh, FIFA. But I just yeah, dis- I skipped those two. I assume that I'm like, oh, okay, that means they're just going to do the same thing for those. And we'll see them at EA Play Live. Especially because then they went, oh, is not going to show, so no Dragon Age four, no Mass Effect, even though you know that wouldn't make any sense. We're still waiting for Dragon Age four, and no new older public stuff, and Anthem's dead, and yeah. then no Star Wars stuff, which we already knew. Then from no older public, but also you know that means no Jedi Fall in Order two from Respawn, and then they said no Skate, <laughs> and you go, oh, okay, so yeah, uh what are you gonna show us then uh because it's just then it's like oh so it's just gonna be shooters and sports is that is that it and um it that wasn't necessarily the case it kind of was well no not really but it was short and there was no sports at all and i was very like there was racing but there wasn't sports and i was very happy there wasn't any sports that means they finally figured it out those should be events unto themselves where the fans even
1: even i was like interested in the grid part because they're like hey we put a story mode in this game and i was like oh interesting like they actually got me interested with all the introducing the different characters that first off it's like a live action
0: kind of thing well it's it's a, it's basically what they've been doing for um fifa where you basically have your character make a career and stuff and same with uh, yeah. madden so and they
1: introduce like a handful of characters that are like, you know, I'm trying to be the first female champion of this league. And like this other guy's like, I'm a multi-time champion. Try to try to beat me and stuff like that. And I'm just like, these characters are actually kind of interesting. I, I kind of want to, I might play this game. Maybe, maybe probably not. I'm not that into like, I don't think you're actually, but like,
0: but it did get me like just slightly more interested than I would have been otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, it's from, uh, Codemasters so yeah you know they do grid f1 um dirt project Project cars cars, so they have all those properties now besides burnout and need for speed so like criterion has those too but you know now they have all these different racing games they could just keep rotating through and keep things fresh because each one i feel like has its own fan base so for sure yeah there's a lot they can do with that but afterwards we got apex Legends stuff and i'm like shit dude It already is two years in fucking pandemic man yeah makes you forget that uh the
1: new character looks pretty interesting too
0: yeah uh what's this what was his name seer uh yeah uh he's got like he's like um what do you call it They described him as
1: a a tracker kind of like Bloodhound. bloodhound but instead of the more passive tracking stuff that bloodhound has this guy has like you know activate this ability to see people through walls and stuff like that
0: yeah his heartbeat sensor, it's like uh, the spheres, his little drones will make spheres and uh, they'll be able to map exactly where someone is. And then if it's like the super one, it'll basically make a whole bubble. And if they're within that bubble, you yeah. can see exactly what they're doing, where they are, what movements they're making and all that kind of stuff. So it really does reveal everything there. And then they showed a trailer for Emergence, which is their arena mode, which I haven't tried, but it sounds cool. And yeah, I'm, it, it's, I've am its i said it before, uh, I'm not really a Battle Royale guy. But when I do, it's usually <laughs> you know I don't drink beer. But what would I do with stolce? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one where I've been wanting to try more Warzone, but at least in terms of the only thing I've really done is probably Apex, unless you can't like Hunt yeah. Showdown. But I I, I haven't played different.
1: Apex in a while. But it it back when I was playing it was probably the most fun I I had had in a battle royale ever. Yeah. It's, it's just a really fun game.
0: And I'll, I'll play it again. Like, it's not something I'm consistent with. And maybe it's one of those things where if it's like a post-backlog world, I probably would play more of it. And I might eventually, unless I just become a cowboy in Red Dead Online and <laughs> Dirty Mech and the Boys right again. But uh, <laughs> I, I, it, it's something I just really do enjoy. And when I when a friend does say, "Hey, let's play a battle royale," I'm like, "I hope it's this. If it's yeah. not this, probably I guess Warzone or something." But other than those, oh, man, we're
1: going all the way back to PUBG. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't, I'm not going to probably not ever going to play PUBG, Fortnite, or whatever, just, what, hyperscape. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do those ones. Uh, Apex, it's like Apex, or probably nothing else, unless it's like I guess like Hunt Showdown. But like I said, that's a completely yeah. different beast, practically. But. Yeah, I I thought their emergent stuff was cool because they're like getting ranked modes now for it or ranked arenas, I guess. Uh, So that was kind of cool. They showed something for Lost and Random, uh, indie game that was at the Tribeca Film Festival. uh, Knockout City Season Two. Uh, I I know people are interested or people like that. I I just I haven't played it, and I'm you know I have enough multiplayer stuff, so I'm good. Uh, Which game? I, Knockout totally City. Liked. It's like that dodgeball game. Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard really
1: good things about it. Like, the guys that are kind of funny. like, absolutely love it. But I, I didn't get around to trying it out. And I don't know. I just, yeah, I wasn't that into the idea of a, like, dodgeball battle royale. I mean, it's an interesting idea. but
0: Yeah. It's like. I didn't. I, 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 not enough time I, I fell behind immediately on the fall guys thing like when everyone got in the fall guys i yeah. missed out on that the only thing i kept up with was among us i feel like that was it
1: i played fall guys for like a few days and i was like this is fun and
0: <laughs> i just like never went back yeah i was like you all have fun with that i'm busy with my bad i was probably at that point i was probably like i'm busy being a greek woman in ancient greece <laughs> and killing yeah. minotaurs and shit uh and then the most important so this is where shit got good james this is where they said you don't even need call of duty this year potentially honestly like i was right it hasn't even been announced what it is yet and i'm just like unless dude
1: before we get into it i had been struggling to like i don't know not motivate myself but like to be interested in spending 70 dollars on battlefield 2042 because i was just like what could they possibly put in there that makes it feel like a $70 worth, like a multiplayer mode that's worth $70? Because if there's no campaign to play through, you know, if I don't like that multiplayer, then I feel like I've wasted 70 bucks. And Then they got into Battlefield Portal.
0: And I was like, oh my god, I want this so bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> Battlefield 20... 42 they revealed because they they had said before they had two modes they had um uh all-out warfare which is exactly what it sounds just all-out warfare and hazard zone and those were being made by dice of course but a third mode that was community driven was being made by ripple effect studios which is formerly dice la which this yeah. they were working on this, but now that it's going to be done, they'll still be supporting it, but they're going to make their own IP soon. Like, they're going to start branching out from DICE and doing their own thing. And this fucking mode is absolute insanity. Like, it, it's basically... The community can make whatever they want. It's They even give... Uh, code that you can utilize like actual code commands if if you want to to really get into it and so
1: it sort of seems like uh, maybe this isn't the best analogy but kind of like halo forge mode but instead of making the maps you're making the game modes yeah and you can do crazy stuff like my favorite part of the trailer was when they had like a bunch of World War II like German soldiers with just knives versus a bunch of like modern era like soldiers with just defibrillators. And it's just like, who would win in a battle of the multi of the like melee weapons between like knives or defibrillators. And it's like, you could set up stuff like that. And it sounds crazy. Like if you want to do, you know, a, a few people for like, they showed off one of the custom modes that someone made, it was, like, a streamer or whatever they they got to, like, help them try it out or whatever. It was, yeah. like, wh- yeah, let's do, like, a handful of people from, like, 2042 versus 40 people from 1942. Because World War II era. Like, you can do that. Yeah, and, and it's, just, like, it sound also
0: apparently weapons actually make a like uh time changed weapons like if you're using uh weapons from the 1940s versus weapons from the 2040s like there's apparently going to be a big difference I guess if it's like that Yeah
1: and I just I really like this idea that 2040 Battlefield 2042 is going to include Stuff from literally the entire series in like a separate community mode where you could just have fun playing with whatever you want. Yeah, like if you want to just play ba- games in Battlefield like three rules, you can do that. You want to do stuff in Battlefield tw- like twenty 24- four, uh, like nineteen forty two era stuff, you can do that. You want to pit them against each other, you can do that. Like it just it sounds so interesting. The only thing I'm worried about is like, how do you populate? game modes like that like we like the example that they gave of like the the five 2042 people versus the 40 like 1942 people like how do you how do you match make for that so i'm sure they have they have some idea. it's like servers <laughs>
0: it's like when i used to i used to play on steam i used to play world at war called the world at war on steam and you know there was no actual like regular game servers yeah, anymore i had to not... find existing ones so.
1: Yeah, I remember Battlefield 3 used to be like that. And I, it was, like, the only game, like console game that was like that. So I was, like, so confused how to get into matches at, at first because
0: I was like, wait, but where's matchmaking? Start running around <laughs> and shooting, and they're like, hey, man, this is a Crouch-only match. And you're like, oh,
1: yeah. no. Yeah, it's like, you, do? you didn't read the server rules? Like, the what?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For PC people are probably like, you stupid simpleton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. And I... I mean, it, it draws from four specific games. So you're getting uh, Battlefield 1942, Battlefield yeah. Bad Company 2, yeah. Battlefield 3, and then Battlefield 2042, which, you know, it covers a good amount. You're not getting uh, Battlefield 4, 1, or 5, or yeah. Vietnam, but... I and mean, they could bring it out later. That's the thing, but... yeah. This isn't like... This is, would be very smart content for them to do, where they're like, oh, here here's your start eventually the first thing they could do honestly is be like here's vietnam stuff and you're like oh yeah. my god and they just start playing fortunate sign like nee 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 and they just see deep fib dudes fall from the helicopters and you're like oh my <laughs> god uh, they could do so much ridiculous shit and um you know i'm not gonna lie this is exciting and i was already like this is dope as hell i probably will still focus mostly on all that warfare but like this is so fucking cool um and it's got the thing is too with these four games that it's utilizing it's everything from maps weapons vehicles and factions like that's the main thing you're drawing from it like that's it's just so interesting that they're doing that and i thought that was really dope
1: yeah like you can do really crazy matchups like another one of the things they showed was like one tank crew versus oh all the drones all like, so those little 30 like, some odd drones dude, or that whatever. shit was
0: crazy i was yeah because they basically give it to some people and they're like do what you want and they're like this is what we want to do and yeah oh um, my god i so the way i see it last year black ops cold war came out and i wasn't gonna get it like I, at first I, I wanted to just because raven made the story and raven hasn't made mm. a campaign of anything in god knows how long because they've just been used for ports and support for the most part. But they're like, they, Raven made the story, and I'm like, oh, dope. And then they're like, look, it's Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. And, like, I felt like I was fine with Modern Warfare. But then all my friends were like, the, my friends that actually play Call of Duty are like, we're all getting, Black like, up Cold War. This is what we're moving on to. And I'm like, oh, fuck, fine, okay. Yeah. And Modern Warfare became, like, a... I just play alone with random people on multiplayer, whereas Black Ops Cold War, I specifically just play with friends when they want me to. Um, So, the next Call of Duty, I feel like the only way I'd probably get it, unless it's something exceptional from Sledgehammer, Uh, it would be the same thing unless it's like I either don't get it at all, it sells me immediately, or uh, my friends just go, hey, we're all going to play this, just get it, and I'm like, fuck. Um, Battlefield 2042, I want this. I want to get this. I'm sold. I'm getting it. Day one. Uh, This game looks fucking awesome. They haven't done Battlefield in a bit. Like, I didn't buy five. I never played five. One was highly disappointing. Four, I bought yeah. it, borrowed from you. Three was really the last one I really, really actually played. Like, multiplayer, campaign, everything. And even then, the campaign was very whatever.
1: Yeah. I played a little bit of four, but I think three was the one I played the most of.
0: Yeah. Because th- th- three was just such a crazy like everyone loved bad company 2 when they went came in with 3 and said like look at the destruction. Everyone was like holy yeah. shit back then. And that was on P- PlayStation 3. That's why. Uh 2042 just at its crossplay. It it's going to be so fucking good. I don't know what I'm getting on yet. I'm debating between PS5 and PC. I'm not too sure which one I want to do. But it all just depends on what everyone else is doing, I guess. Uh, if any Yeah. Cuz I, I don't need to buy it twice. <laughs> But I might, I don't, because it's cross-play, there's no point. But at the same time, people might bother me and be like, well, you need to blah, blah, you know. Uh, so I, I don't know what to do yet. I'm not sure. But either way, totally sold on this game. And then one last game, James. Motive. Oh, yeah. Is I doing totally Dead Space. And I guess it's a remake, it looks like.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's a remake of the first one, which... Dead Space 1 is one of my favorite survival horror games I've ever played. It's just, it's so terrifying and, like, atmospheric to, like, every area you go to is just so creepy and just filled with character of, like, just, like, just, there's, like, just blood splatters all over the place that just tell stories of, like, the things that happened in these hallways are, and, like, the horrors that happened. And just, like, the necromorphs are such an interesting, creepy type of villain where it's, like, you can still see that they used to be human, but yeah. there's, there's definitely, like, things about them that don't look right. That, And it's just, it's so unsettling from top to bottom. And my, I feel like I would have had a, like, holy shit hype moment if this news hadn't been leaked, like, a while ago. So when it happened, I was like, oh, cool, it is a thing. As opposed to, like, I probably would have been like, oh, holy shit, they're bringing back Dead Space. Oh, my God. Um, and I, maybe it's also just, I wasn't super hot on this trailer specifically because they definitely tried to like tease it and stuff like that of like, Oh, what could this be? But like, I don't know. it's just, it was weird because they decided to show like a view down a dark hallway and then like in the like flickering lights down at the end of the hallway, like a Necromorph gets up and it's like it looks like a really fluid animation and, and it looks really nice and the environment looks really clean. Uh, not like, not clean, clean, but like, you know, you you can see a lot of detail in it and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like the last thing was just Isaac. uh A shot of Isaac from the back. Yeah, with his like healing uh, and you can see his like health bar on, on his back. I, so, like. I actually, I don't know. You, you just, you, sorry. I just didn't think it looked like a great showcase of this game looking so much better than the original because in my mind dead space one still looks really good and like even if you go back like yeah it's it's in it's a lower resolution game but like it still looks pretty good so what i'm probably most excited for is that they said that they're completely rebuilding this game in frostbite and one of the uh things that frostbite is known for at least for battlefield is the ability to have like really detailed levels of destruction in an in an environment so if they can apply that to the necromorphs where like that was a huge part of the gameplay of the first game was like dismembering the necromorphs because like you couldn't just shoot them in the head and they would stop coming after you like if you you had to destroy the body enough that the that the hive mind just like gives up on that body i guess is what happened yeah so you would cut off limbs at like but the problem is it usually you could tell that it was only me- the bodies were only meant to break at like joint points and stuff like that like at very specific uh parts were supposed to break so if they can make it with frostbite and make it so that there's like really detailed levels of dismemberment in the necromorphs that could be a really cool feature to the game but i don't know i just I wasn't super excited by this trailer, but I will probably still play it. I, I think another thing, one more thing before I hand it back to you is just like someone, I, I can't remember if it was one of the kind of funny podcasts or someone else I listened to pointed out that it's really weird that EA, like <laughs> they had a studio, they had Visceral Games making Dead Space games. I saw that. and <laughs> Oh, you said this. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, and then, like, they close that studio, and then they literally just, like, I guess, wait a few years, and then they have another studio make another Dead Space game, and it just, it does feel really, I agree with you, it feels really weird that they're just like, hey, forget about the fact that we laid off an entire studio that was already doing this, please just (laughs) buy this one.
0: Yeah, like, okay, so, multiple different feelings here. One of which was, I mean, it's just my whole disdain with EA from the beginning because, like, they've taken two of my, honestly, two of my top five of all time developers. Uh, Pandemic Studios, that made Mercenaries in the original Battlefront. Yeah. Canned them. Hey, like, new Battlefront dice. Uh, <laughs> Visceral Studios, canned them. Hey, like, new Dead Space. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, I uh that so i have mixed feelings one dead space is a very very important game to me uh it is easily my favorite horror game just like the thing is my favorite horror film these two Mm. go hand in hand and i was actually i'm looking at glenn schofield who is like the creator you know he's the guy that helmed uh dead space at verseurl and then he went on to sledge he founded sledgehammer and now he's at uh uh, Striking Distance Studios, which is making Callisto Protocol, which is basically a spiritual successor uh, yeah. uh, to Dead Space, which is why I'm so excited for that, because that's like, oh, it's the guy that made Dead Space, making a new Dead Space. Yeah. And that like that's where you're getting that. That's where you're getting that good shit. And I have a lot as a sound designer uh, with Dead Space. Uh, in terms of sound design, that is my favorite That is the best sound design I've ever heard in a game is Dead Space. I I absolutely love the use of the sound and horror and like...
1: It definitely contributes a lot to the atmospheric
0: environment. Yeah. And I honestly love... uh, If I could work on anything, uh, whether it's film or games uh, for any genre, honestly, it would probably be horror. I would... Yeah? Oh, yes. Easily. Uh, Not necessarily like Conjuring and those paranormal shit but like more so the monstrous type of horror that I've mm. always been a fan of uh just like making monster sounds is really dope I, I honestly don't do it I used to when I was back at school I used to actually make some and it was so fucking fun making these creatures it was so dope but I uh, honestly that's that was one of the main inspirations for me to even become a sound designer was that game and I still to play the third one. I love the second one. It was like the the first one was Alien, the second one was Aliens, basically in terms of like their feeling of like oh first one's like more horror, second one's more action. Third one I still haven't played yet, so I don't know from whatever it's yeah. like a cross between the. It's like they went back to the first one, but with being like oh it's a single one, but it's like different and you know, there's co ops. So I'm like oh so it's like Alien Three then. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, I. I wasn't sure how to feel, especially because like the developers are gone and they're doing it again. And as as someone that just wanted to play Dead Space again, like I have now this and Callisto protocol. And, you know, part of me is like, what should I get this? And I'm not going to lie. Part of me just sing it and sing the words. PS5, Xbox Series XS, PC, no PS4, no Xbox One. Yeah. Which means it's utilizing all of that. And I know maybe you, we couldn't see it well, but also it's like horror. So they use that to their advantage. But I'm hoping, you know, we've seen Resident Evil 2 and 3. We've seen Demon Souls. We've seen Final Fantasy seven Remake. These are all full on remakes where they're like going from the bottom up. We've seen Ratchet and Clank. We've seen, um, we're getting Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, uh, the Mafia game, uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, I actually, I don't know if it was Tony Hawk really, but I uh, know I think it was Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk counts. Um, all of these are like crazy looking stuff because it's not just oh here's the game remastered. They're like we're redoing that, we're modernizing, we're modernizing this game. We're making it so it really works now, and it's not some clunky stuff. It's not some just remaster. Where, oh, it looks slightly better on your, like, 4K TV, but uh, you play it and you go, oh, fuck, (laughs) none of this matches. The the graphics don't match with the functionality. Um, I wasn't sure, and I'm going to be honest, James, I was looking for an excuse to want to play this, because then I looked at Glenn Schofield, the founder, who's not there at all, and he said, directing the original Dead Space was one of the highlights of my career. Excited to see what EA Motive Studio does with it. And I'm like, all right, that's good. I'm gonna, so I'm, I'm gonna go get this game yeah. because <laughs> I, I don't think it really competes with Callisto Protocol. I feel like if people like that stuff, they're gonna get both.
1: For sure, yeah. I'm gonna get
0: both. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm not picking one over the other. Hell no. Like I'm either, I'm easily gonna get that. And I also, didn't know that. Uh, this is. A tw- I'm just gonna say this really fast. This is a tweet from March, twenty second, twenty twenty one. Glenn Skillfield says, "I was very honored to ask John Carpenter a question." about the thing that was fun, really loved the imp- the film, and it had an impact on Dead Space. Uh, and it also said, John Carpenter wants to make a Dead Space film. And I was just like... Oh, fuck. And it's Glenn Schofield asking this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, everything about this, this is like... That's why I love this stuff. It's that John Carpenter-esque style horror, and that's what I... It's just so good, dude. It's so frickin'... Oh, my God, I love it. And I just am happy that it's only the next gen. It's it's the current gen. It's not the old gen. Um, it. I'm not going to lie. This makes me somewhat more excited for Dead Space than, like, the big PlayStation exclusives that are coming because I know yeah. those are just, like, yeah, they're going to look cool and they might do some new stuff, but they're not utilizing what the PS5 has to offer. Dude, I can only imagine that, like, one of the things that,
1: I liked most about Dead space one was just like the variety of the weapons and how they all had very different uses and abilities and stuff like that. Like and one of the coolest things about the dual shock, no dual sense controller is that like for games like, um, returnal and ratchet and clank does this really well. They use the, the haptic feedback and the resistance uh, resistive triggers in ways to make every gun literally feel different. Yeah. So, And they could definitely,
0: definitely do that for Dead Space. They can. I think that would be super cool. There's a lot we can see from this. So I'm excited for this, but I'm also realistic in thinking here. uh, We're not going to see this. So someone was asking, like, yo, when's this going to come? And there's no release date. So I'm saying absolute soonest. And this is optimistic. Absolute soonest, fall 2022. Realistically, uh, it's going to be 2023, I think. This is Mm. a 2023 game. I don't think it's going to be 2022. But we'll see. Um, Because I think Motive was helping with Battlefield 2042. So they haven't even been making this, really. I don't really think. So I think we're going to get this in like... Or at least the full studio isn't working on it yet. So I think it's going to be 2023. But like I said, maybe we're lucky. Like September to November 2022. In like a little bit over a year. But still highly, highly doubtful. Yeah. Yeah. That's all our news, and James, I I don't know what you want to talk about this time, but I, I want to get my two out of the way really fa- Not fast, but I'm going to... Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's, one that's is fine. fast, because it's about fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, I have two things here I wanted to talk about, one of which was... Uh, I did talk about last week, but I ended up cutting it out of the episode because it was too rushed, and it was at the end and our show had been going on too long already, and it was for Shark Week, and I was really naming everything, and it also made me think about it, just going like, ah, I'm naming things, and I'm like saying the positives and negatives and stuff, and I thought, you know, instead of doing that, from now on, starting this year, if I still talked about Shark Week, um, I'm gonna do what I call my Fin Five. So it's my top five, uh, Shark Week specials that I would recommend to people if they do want to watch and they don't have that much time. Here's the five you could watch if you wanted to over the other stuff. And obviously, uh, more more than likely, I'm not going to really recommend the celebrity specials unless you really just want to waste time looking at a celebrity being a celebrity. Like it's not going to really be anything about the sharks that much. They'll say some stuff, but it's really just them going, "Wow, sharks for sharks." So you know, just a heads up there. Uh, Talking about them fast, though, uh, here are my five. The first one I really liked was, and it was, like, the first one of the week, uh, Crikey. It is, like, uh, I haven't watched it, but there's, like, that Irwin, the, the the Irwin family show where it takes place, like, in the Australian zoo, and it's just them doing shit in the zoo. Uh, this is basically Robert Irwin just swimming with sharks and with, like, Paul de Gelder, who's, like, a really big shark guy uh, with everything. And the reason I would say this one is because, honestly, it just feels like a shark special that was from the old Crocodile Hunter TV show with uh, Steve Irwin. And Robert Irwin, honestly, just sounds like a much younger, like, he doesn't have, his voice isn't as deep (laughs) as Steve Irwin's, but Mm -hmm. uh, it it just feels like we're watching a mini Steve Irwin, uh, but with sharks. And... It brings, like, a wholesome, heartwarming thing because he's, like, actually interested, but also he has all this training with actual animals, but more so, like, you know, crocs and other reptiles and stuff that's in the zoo, not necessarily stuff from the ocean. And uh, he, unlike, you know, if you want to consider him a celebrity compared to the other ones, he actually feels like, you, you feel like he knows what he's doing. There's not some bullshit... Stuff that's going on with it where it's like, I'm afraid, or yo, this is crazy, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's straight up just him being like, Oh, let's go check out sharks. And he's like, oh, I want to compare them to crocs and see how different they are. And like, do they have a different bite force and stuff like that? Like, which one has a stronger bite force and the shark one? But mm-hmm. uh it, it's very wholesome in that. And then, like, his mom came with him too. So you'd like wow. see everyone's wife there. So he'd get out of the water and then tell her what he found and what he saw. And she's like, Wow, that's so interesting, dear. It's so great. you're mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, oh this is great so it's really wholesome in that sense so i'd recommend it if you were a fan of anything crocodile hunter related it's really dope for that uh next is mecha shark uh they take (laughs) uh research in the new zealand area and they're looking to see how the behaviors of great whites are and last year they used like some weird little submersible that someone could pilot from the inside like a like a it's like a cool little drone type thing where the person's basically laying in this thing it's not like a a a submarine or anything or like a mini sub it's like a bare bones thing that a shark if it really like potentially if it was strong enough could break through and he would be like oh fuck (laughs) it's like a cage practically but it's like a shaped cage and it's this one was designed by alistair baxter who is a designer on the avatar movie series uh among other stuff Oh, okay. And he created a shark submersible called the Shark Investigation Device or SID and it's literally a, a great white shaped vehicle but very bare bones so it's not like a full solid thing like um, you could see through it because it's not like covered or anything. It's like if you had if like it's like you're, if you were basically swum, swimming around in a shark skeleton without any skin like
1: oh, Okay. it's
0: like enough though where the sharks aren't narrow enough to break through like to go through uh all of the the structure of it so it still protects you but basically you're prone in it controlling it and drifting through uh seeing how the sharks will react to it so the sharks do react to it they start like fucking with it and stuff to the point where i think they screw up the engine thing in it and it just oh, they, no. he just sinks and you're like oh fuck oh <laughs> and he has to like basically hide in like the 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 kelp stuff down there and then like swim up when he gets the chance or someone picks him up but he has to like get back into the the shark cage nearby but it was like that kind of thing and they'd like recover it after uh it was really cool though cuz you basically see how the sharks interact with it and uh potentially cuz they never I think have filmed it they might have seen mating behaviors of the great whites so you get at least learn stuff from that and you see some cool engineering Uh, creations done for it too then there's a fucking title here ninja sharks mutant rising and you have different shark week people like basically different marine biologists and like shark researchers uh researching different sharks uh and their attack patterns and what i like about this is you know usually when you look at shark week majority of them are just on great whites and then yeah uh after that you'll get like uh tigers hammerheads and makos for the most part and yeah. the other sharks you don't really get much of but this one you get like thresher sharks uh off of montauk which is like uh Montauky, new york and then you see like uh this is really cool sand tiger sharks which are like a, a subspecies of tiger and they're off of like what was really cool was the coastal Carolina waters, which is called like the graveyard of the Atlantic, where there's like these weird... off the coast of Carolina. there are like these weird World War II wrecks of ships, apparently that Germans used to attack and stuff. And so it's they've turned into artificial reefs. Uh, so there's like really cool stuff there and like the sand tiger uh, attack habits there. And then uh, <laughs> Prince Williamson, Alaska, where we see sh- salmon sharks uh and the cool thing about salmon sharks dude is they're the closest relative to the great white they look like great whites but they're like their jaws aren't as big and stuff but they're like faster they're apparently one of the fastest sharks uh and they're like arctic sharks so they're one of the few sharks up there because not many sharks could survive like those cold ass waters too uh where they're one of the few that do and speaking of, the fourth one is extinct or alive, which uh, they talk about the jaws of Alaska, where seals and otters have been, like, attacked off the coast. And the the type of bites and stuff leave them to believe that there's, like, either a new... it Potentially there could be an, a different species they never knew was there or they thought was dead. Or it's, like, potentially uh, the Pacific sleeper shark, which is this massive black shark... And the salmon shark. Mm. And they do these tests. And Pacific sleepers are more similar to whale sharks in terms of being kind of docile and non-threatening. But they're more like scavenger-type sharks. So they'll just kind of go and eat stuff that's already dead and whatnot. Like, they're very slow. They're not really that threatening. And they're hard to find. And they end up finding, like, one and tagging it and everything, I think, if I remember correctly. But thing with the... Um, pacific sleepers is they are they can at least they're recorded they can live up to 400 years oh my god yes so there's like a four they're like basically catching a 400 year old shark it's like more it's like as much of as a tortoise if not more so it's like crazy shit and uh it's like uh
1: it's just it's just crazy so dude like imagine how different human society was like
0: 400 years ago you know, the salmon sharks like i remember the revolution it's like what yeah what the fuck it's like shit i remember queen elizabeth i remember <laughs> the aztec empire i'm just like oh shit Or well, that's 500 years but close you go you get what i'm saying yeah. and i remember the french and indian war uh yeah so i remember british colonialism <laughs> fucking british colonialism <laughs> uh they're so like they, they ruined curry yeah, they they're these dino sharks and they're basically trying to see what if they these types of sharks eat mammals they're trying to see what sharks have been eating mammals because it's like not often that this occurs and Mm. so they're like okay it's not this shark then they check the salmon sharks and they do a test because like those are easy meat eaters they'll go and hunt shit uh they put fish and ham in the water to test and see so they put like actual mammal meat and they put in fish and each time the salmon shark just ate the, they didn't even eat the ham they just kept eating the fish so mm, they're like okay. oh it's not either of them and they believe they're going to potentially do another episode in the future because they're going to continue research but there's a chance that great whites might be moving into that area due to climate change and the like water temperature changes mm, which would okay. be unheard of before like great whites don't go up there like you would why would a great white be in alaska because usually they're like yeah yeah because you know they, when they go to massachusetts and stuff it's in the summer Like, that Cape Cod Jaws area stuff. Like, they go to that warmer water type stuff. Mm. So, it's very curious. Even, like, in the deep ocean, you know, it's not Arctic. It's still, like, Pacific or Atlantic, middle of wherever. So, that was interesting. And then last one, uh, return to the Great White Lair. Crew, the crew heads to Western Australia uh, on the coast in Salisbury Island, which is off, like, the southwestern coast there. And they're looking for, like, the nursing layer of white sharks. And they find multiple juvies. And what it means is, like, the reason why there's so many attacks on the western side versus, like, maybe the eastern side. Uh, From what it sounds like, the adults are on the eastern side of Australia. The juveniles are on the western side. And because they're juveniles, juveniles are naturally more aggressive because they're still growing and they're still, like, trying to figure everything out. So if you're attacked by a shark over there, it's probably because it's a juvenile shark. Uh, still trying to figure everything out, which is why during the pandemic, uh, a lot of people kept getting attacked in southern in uh, Western Australia. So Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that was interesting too. So that, that those were probably my top five uh for Shark Week. Uh if you want to watch those, like I said, it's uh Crikey, Mecha Shark, Ninja Sharks, Mutant Rising, Extinct or Alive, Jaws of Alaska, and Return to the Great White Lair. And then James, I watched fast and furious six
1: which one was that
0: it's the one where it's luke uh luke evans as Shaw. so it's jason statham's brother right okay and letty has no memory so she's suffering from memory loss so she's on his side at first and she shoots dom dude this movie is fucking so is
1: this was this the movie that like at some point dom like catches her with his car (laughs) yes that was so fucking funny to me
0: so okay this movie okay so fast five i said last time fast five is like you go from it's the bridge you're leaving the realism and going into fucking like superhero mode and all out insanity this is all out insanity to the point where there's like fucking there there's gunfights there's brawls there's tanks there's planes, cargo planes lifting cars. The, the, the cars yeah. are trying to stop the cargo plane by harpooning it and oh my God. you're like, what the fuck is happening? So the whole thing is like Shaw's going after like the, the chip to sell because it's worth billions. It's like these crazy chips that could basically fuck everything up and just like they they're testing it with one tank and they're like, Oh, I'm devastating society with a tank. And now I can devastate what because they, basically they break out with a tank and they're going through like a freeway or like a, a European uh, highway and they're destroying everything in their path. They don't care about civilians. And it, it's it's just a whole thing. I mean, if you, you watch it, you know. But basically they just double down on family and you're like, oh my fucking God, because it's like Letty has no memory. So they're like, is she bad now? What's going on? And they're like, we have to face the fact that's not our Letty. And Dom's like, you never turn your back on family even if they did and i'm just like oh fuck and they basically get the whole crew from fast five except for the two dudes that only speak spanish um they're like oh they're still at a casino somewhere (laughs) but i know those dudes do return i think in like fast eight or nine or something i think seven or nine i think i'm not sure i haven't watched it yet but i like the mdbs and this one is crazy because, like, you have Elena, who is the Brazilian cop from the fifth one. She's going out with Dom, but she's like, hey, I understand. If there's a chance I could go find my husband, like, I who died. Like, if there's a chance I could save him, even though we're in this relationship, I would. Uh, so you go do what you need to for letting. And it was just like, oh, my God, all the understanding here. Oh, my God. And... uh like fucking brian o'connor and mia have a kid and it's supposed to be like we're out but now he's like Letty's here and i'm the one that sent her undercover which got her killed potentially or made her lose her memory so i need to i need to make up for it and mia's like she's family go help her i trust it when you're both brian you and dom are the best together you guys survive because you got each other's backs and i'm just like fucking family and uh like Hobbs is working with them and it's so fucking great the amount of Ronda Rousey's in it and she turns out to be evil and you're like oh thank god because it's like after the James it's like after the all the Ronda Rousey bullshit and then Disney fired her and then like Ben Shapiro's like you're gonna be in my movies now for 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 dumb shit and you're just like oh Ronda Rousey's racist great Uh, this is like oh perfect I'm glad she's bad (laughs) It's made things so much easier. <laughs> but, dude, it's crazy because, like, they, they're they trying to catch them. and They're in a tank. They, they somehow get a, ta- a European tank. And they're just destroying everything. And, like, the cars can't really do much. So, Roman Pierce's car gets caught up in front of the tank. So, he connects the tank to the car with uh, one of the harpoons. And he jumps onto Brian's car. And you're just <laughs> like, oh shit, the Too Fast and Too Furious boys, let's go. And then Dom. And they, they use uh, Pierce's car to it, they kick it off of this freeway. It's like a freeway bridge. So it's like in the air. They are able to get the car off the ramp or off the, the freeway. And so now the tank is being weighed down by the car. And it's basically going to flip the tank over with its weight. And luke evans is like well i'm gonna make i'm gonna make dominic toretto pace so he's like oh let it go and disconnect the harp- get disconnect the harpoon and because he knows the tank's gonna flip so when it happens she goes flying in the fucking air and she's on a different like they're two different bridges <laughs> yeah
1: i remember them going like opposite directions yeah.
0: yeah and dom basically goes with his car drives it towards the railing jumps out and lets it crash but he gets on the car And he flies in the air, catches her, and they land on someone else's, basically, dashboard. Or, like, the front of their car on the windshield. So, it's, like, a mid-air catch.
1: It's the most... Yeah, like, the speed that she would have been going and he would have been going the opposite direction. Like, she should have flown through that windshield and died.
0: (laughs) So, the insanity in this one is you have the car chases and the cars are, like, crashing into buildings. Not, like, in the air or anything. Like, they're basically crashing, like, on the ground floor in the beginning. Because, like luke evans uh, shaw has like a nega version of each character practically they're like oh like roman pierce literally goes like yo they have actual evil versions of us and he goes like look that one's like a giant he's fighting hot that's like an evil hobbs that good looking black dude that's me that's like an evil roman (laughs) fierce this dude he points at a guy it's like he's like this guy is african fellow with the beanie he points at Tej, so ludicrous, and he's like, that's your mini-me. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? And then this blonde German chick, I think she's like German or something, he looks at Brian and he's like, damn, Brian, I didn't know you could look so beautiful. <laughs> but that's your opposite. Because she's like this other fast driver and uh, Brian ends up like going against her and gets her car to flip over at the end. I don't know if she dies or not, but like that's how he beats her. Because her she has this crazy like flat car that just like keeps going under other cars and flipping them over and that's how she takes them all out including brian in the beginning huh. uh and this time he like does the opposite to her but uh yeah it's it's just in, it's insane and uh you have all these different fist fights and gunfights going on like uh han and roman try to fight this like kung fu dude and he kicks their asses and roman's like no one ever is gonna hear. No one's gonna hear about. It. Don't. No one needs to know about this. Like he's like, don't tell anyone. We just got our asses kicked by this guy. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I know. Okay. But uh, this this movie so each movie, like I said, has some crazy shit it, each time. You got regular street races where they're 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 hijacking a truck for DVD players in the first one. Second one, you yeah. got the crazy jumps. Jump onto a boat. Third one, you got drifting drifting pretty much almost off a mountain cliff fourth one you have the crazy tunnel chase uh un- like uh, the bordered tunnel in a car yeah and it's collapsing fifth one you have the f- <laughs> the fucking vault they're, c- they're, they're pulling yeah. a vault and then the car also goes off a cliff and they jump into the water this one there's a tank and they use harpoons to take down a tank with the cars there's the fucking Dom crashing the car, catching Letty midair, and landing on a windshield of another car. And then you have the fucking cargo plane with cars on it, trying to escape. And then the other car, one car drives into the cargo plane. The other car has used the harpoons to try to weigh it down so it can't take off yet. So there's cars basically practically dangling in the air, uh, trying to stop this shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, it's the most insane shit. And also, rest in peace, Giselle. They killed off Gal Gadot's character. I was just like, oh no! Uh, she saves Han. I was no so wonder sad. I don't
1: remember her being in like the rest of the series.
0: Yeah, and it's like the whole thing where I heard like you know Han, the, the ending. Oh my God! So like they they kill her off, and basically, uh, they get amnesty though, and uh, The Rock's like, what are what's your because uh, Vin Diesel gives uh Dominic Trillo gives The Rock the um the chip and he's like i reckon that's worth like a billion dollars and uh he's like what are you, what's your demand and he's like he just says an address and it's the address of his house from the first fast and furious movie cuz they they like their paradises they're living in but they want to be come back to america and live back yeah. in the us so they get the old house back and even though letty doesn't remember anything she chooses to stay with him because of like you know he wins her back over through a street race and telling her how she got all her scars and all this shit and uh you see elena there so the brazilian woman from the last one that dom's been going out with and her and letty talk to each other and she's like take good care of him blah blah and fucking roman Pierce and ted you're like that's gotta be really awkward yeah it's mm-hmm. hot as hell though oh my god it totally is <laughs> Because <laughs> you see, the mouth of these women and neither have ill will at all towards Dom. They're just like, he's a great guy. He really is. And you're just like, dude, who wrote this? Did Vin Diesel write this part where he's like, ah, oh, the ladies love me no matter what? Because even when before that, like one in four, he's flirting with all these other girls in front of letty and she just calls them skanks and pulls him away she doesn't even like say anything to him about it They're just, she's just like oh whatever i'm the alpha female who gives a shit uh, but it's just crazy and i'm like i've seen elena like uh her that character is in the other movies in terms of like the credits i think like the next two maybe so i don't know if she's actually in them or not uh but if she like i'm very curious what her role will be so, we'll see what happens. Because I think she becomes a cop again and works with uh, with Hobbs. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. But, th- James, there was an end credits scene. Uh-oh. And it goes back to Tokyo Drift.
1: Oh, yeah. And it
0: shows Han get hit by Jason Statham's car. And you're like, that didn't oh. happen in the movie. And he yeah. goes and he just calls, Do- he's like, Dominic Toretto, you don't know me but you're about to <laughs> and you see yep. han's car blow up and he's like <gasps> he killed han even though i know han's not dead considering that the fast nine no trailer. but it, it's like an explanation of like who actually did it yeah and like why yeah and that it makes it so fucking personal now you're like oh my god it, it's just insanity and i am so i honestly was going to try to watch fast i didn't have any time this week because comic-con and some other shit but uh i was next week i'm watching fast seven and hopefully fast eight so it's i think it's called fat it's uh what's it, furious seven and fate of the furious i think are what seven and eight are called so i'm excited to watch furious seven uh and i think that's when natalie Emanuel comes in missandei uh,
1: yeah okay
0: i think i think she's added to the crew Uh, i'm very curious to see who else is in it but i I, james what happened to leon from the first movie i don't know what happened to leon i need to know what happened to leon that's that's very important this random white dude that was barely in there but i I need my closure and also suki from too fast too furious i i I ain't done yet i want to know but yeah dope movie i'm not too sure which one i like more between five or six which one's my favorite it's hard to say I think I'm going to say five. I think five is still my favorite because yeah, yeah just the the lines the in it like, scene. I'll ride with you, <laughs> Dominic Toretto and the Rock. You're just like, but your uh-huh. enemies so precious. And then Vince dying was like, that was the saddest shit. He's like, I named my son after you, Dom. And you're like, he's gonna, he's still his family. And you're like, oh my god, no. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, Fast and Furious 6. Uh, we're an hour and 45 Four minutes in. I don't know if, do you want to yeah. say anything or do you um, want to stop there? Up to you.
1: Yeah, I guess we could stop. I was going to just talk about Modoc because I actually watched that entire season and I don't know. I I, I kind of want to talk about it for a bit. So yeah, we should probably it? just end it now. Okay. Yeah. We'll save it. Well, I'll save it till next We
0: time. got, we have a lot of, I'll just say this, guys. There's a lot of stuff we've been saving up now. There's everything from, uh what is it uh love death and robots we've got um attack on titan coming we've got yeah a bunch of movies which, by the way loki
1: i so i started talking to a co-worker about uh attack on titan as well and i literally did not know that what's on hulu is actually all that's there they just literally ended the series like early or something
0: for which thing
1: for Attack on Titan, so like that oh yeah, yeah, yeah that cliffhanger is like that. That is the last episode,
0: yes. For now, yes. And I'm just like, I'm so mad. I'm so Dude, mad. That's how I felt. And they're like, yeah, winter 2021 or 2022. I think it was 2021. If it was 2022, I'd stab somebody. Unless it was like February or January 2022. That makes more sense. But yeah, we got we got Attack on Titan coming to talk about. We're gonna talk about Love, Death, and Robots. We're gonna talk about Primal. We're gonna talk about Loki. Uh, pretty soon, I'm going to watch New Mutants so we can talk about that. In the Heights, Ryan the Dragon, um, Luca. Yeah, I got to watch those. So we got all these different ones we have pretty much just ready to go. We just haven't had time. And I'm sorry, guys. I just... Fast and Furious waits for no one. We just got to fast yeah. this through, you know? Um, we'll see. There's no more... There's no more news. Big stuff, I don't think. There's no Comic-Con. We're done with that. We finished EA's thing. There's no other gaming events. Besides, like, I think eventually Anapurna Interactive, but that might not be too much to talk about either. Uh, So it should just be regular news, if that is the case, though. Uh, We do have next week, uh, we'll be recording this uh, episode 110 plus a backlog special. So we should be able to get, James, I think we should be able to get a good amount done in terms of those two episodes, just knocking out some of those And getting everything else we want to talk about out of the way. I think I can knock out a good amount of stuff, depending on how it goes. Because also, the biggest thing compared to last time, too, James had Persona 5, and I had Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And those took a long time to talk about.
1: They're both very long. Yeah,
0: so those are out of the way. I think we'll be able to fast track through a lot more stuff. But we'll we'll see how it all goes and which one we want to put in 110, which ones we want to put into the backlog special number nine. Uh, but we'll we'll get through it all. Yeah. Uh, with that said, that has been Sutra Side Talk. And if you guys want to, once again, uh, send us any comments or feedback, or you just want to engage us, send us any questions for us to answer on the show, whether it's uh, new news topics or just anything else in general, uh, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And that is in the show notes, as well as uh, just look at the title. It's the title and then at gmail.com. That's it. Uh, and of course, if you want to help us out, please subscribe onto whatever platform you're listening to. If it's Apple Podcast, please give us a five star review. That would really help us out. And uh, if you can, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or Twitter at Sutra Talk for both. Uh, you could also follow James on invader, at Invader Jim124 on Twitter. And you could follow me at GoGoComZilla on Twitter. All in the show notes as well. But, uh, That has been the show. Please have a great week and we'll catch you next time with uh, 110 and a backlog special. Yeah, thanks for listening.